Well, good morning. I know that song's powerful. Far where it goes, you have no rival, you have no equal. I don't know. I was singing that, I don't know, because I like sports, and just thinking of that, of, yeah, there's no one equal to God, and it's, very, I don't know, to me it was very powerful. Love that song. Last week, uh, Matt did a great job preaching. He did, talked about sanctification. He showed a video of, of the two rooms, and the room, one room being a room with masks, and the other room where people were real. And I just thought it was uh, just a great analogy, a great, great illustration of, of how much God loves us and how He wants us to be as a church, how He wants us to be as people, that He wants to be in relationship with each other. He doesn't want us to pretend. And so, great job. I, I have to say, though, there was one thing, though, last week that he talked about. I wanted to correct him. <laughs> He was talking about, about banana bread, and he was saying nuts don't belong in banana bread. I, I don't agree with him. I think it's good either way. He could have nuts and banana bread. He could not have nuts and banana bread, and it's, and it's still good. So just so you know. I, I, I understand, though, a few of you guys made him like banana bread during the week. So if you want to make me some, you can. That's, no, just, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding. I don't need any more. Uh, would you pray with me? Father, thank you so much for today, for a time to be together, to uh, just starting off this new year, um, I just uh, worshiping you. And so I thank you for the people that are here. Thank you for your church that we get to be a part of. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you guys are, are reading through the Bible. I know this week I was sitting down with some guys on Thursday, and I go, you guys reading? And they're like, yeah, we're reading. And I go, I was reading about for God numbered man's days to 120 years, and then they said, you know, what about the part where, you know, he said where he, he regretted making man? I don't know if you read that. I was like, oh, that's powerful. And then he had, that's when the flood came. But it's just kind of cool and during the week we're, to be in the same spot. And so hopefully I encourage you to continue to read. If, like Matt said at the beginning, if you miss a day, it's all right. But it's just kind of fun as we go through it to learn from each other, to, to encourage each other. So I encourage you to, to continue to do that. We are... Uh, a lot of you, one more thing that came to my mind just now, I'm just going to blot it out. Uh, what people are wondering, what's going on with Aaron? Where's Aaron? Aaron is here right now, so you know that, but Aaron's breaking, so leave Aaron alone. He's going to be in a break for, for a little while, and he'll come back as he feels fit. I know some of you know that information, but as we go along, um, just wanted you to, to know that. We are, uh, today I wanted to talk about the way. Now, when I say the way to you, like, what's that mean? Um, when the church started off back in Acts, in Acts 2, uh, the church started, and as if you read through Acts, there's a bunch of different occasions where they refer to what we now call the church as the way, because they, back then, they had, you know, the Israelites, and they had the Jewish, they had the, the, the tabernacle that they went to, they went and hung out together in temple courts, they were, that was going on back then, and so when this new group started, which is Christianity started, they, were, they called them the way, and they were actually causing problems. And if you go through the scripture in Acts 9, it talks about them. And then Acts 19, 9, where it says they were speaking evil of the way. Uh, then there was disturbances concerning the sect, which they referred to the way as a sect. Um, they also, the, one of the Felix, one of the kings, basically, uh, he's like, he's, I've heard, understand, I've heard of the way. And that's in the Old, in the New Testament, that was the church. That's what kind of today, what we understand is, as Christianity. You know, everybody got their start somewhere. I mean, I know what your story is. My story with Christianity is I grew up in a, in a Christian home. My mom 
who was here the first service. She's in town till tomorrow. But she, she was four years old at the church that I grew up in. She went to that church that was four years old. And then grew up. My dad and her started dating. My dad became a Christian. Um, and... When I was born, I followed kind of in the footsteps. I understood, I was taught from an early age, so I understand Christianity. And then about my senior year, or actually the year after my senior year, I started, actually it was eighth grade year I accepted Christ, and then my freshman year of college, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And I kind of got, went wayward a little bit, and then, and then I remember the voice in my head, my mom said, I want you to go to Christian college for one year, just one year. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to Christian college for a year. And then all of a sudden, I went to Christian college for a year. And at that time, it was called Pacific Christian College. Now it's called Hope International. And from that point on, I, I, decided, I started working. I loved kids and started working with youth. And I was a youth pastor for 15 years. And then down, I think, I don't know, I've been a senior pastor, uh, an adult pastor for about 15, 20 years. But um, makes me kind of old. How old is that? No, that's no. That's, I'm wrong with my math. It's 15 to 15. <laughs> You're like Mike's lying. Don't listen to anything he says because he doesn't even know how to do math. Uh, but but there was that. It was then um, that I decided to follow follow God and just became decided to get into ministry. And so that's what I've been doing for a while. But you know, each one of us has a different story. As I sit here and look out at you guys this morning, as your journey and your story is a little bit different and everybody has a different story. And I thought I'd this morning just take a few minutes out of uh, this, the time together and just sh- have a few people share about their story. And so I've asked some people to come. And so Dan and Rick and uh, Liz and Chris, if you guys would come forward. Thank you, guys. Uh, this is Dan Ducharm, Rick Mason, and Liz, and Chris Kennedy. Um, I talked to them this week and asked them if they'd be willing to answer some questions, and they're like, what questions? And so I was like, well, I, I sent them the questions, so hopefully <laughs> this will go well. No. But I, <laughs> it went well the first service, just so you know. Uh, I asked the question, um, before you uh, ever set foot in a church, what were your preconceived ideas of Jesus and the church. And so uh, Dan didn't really grow up so much in the church, and neither did Liz and Chris, so I'm going to, but you did, so I'm not going to let you answer that question, but if you would go okay. ahead. So uh, my thoughts were uh, I didn't give a lot of thought to folks who were in the church. I felt like probably I was pretty indifferent about where they were at, I was consumed about where I was at as a young man. And um, I felt like, well, they're, it seemed pretty boring to me. It's something that's just just indifferent about. I'm not really interested. I thought it was a place where a bunch of crazy loony people went. Yeah, that's true. Look at Fair that. enough. No. <laughs> um, my, my preconceived notion of church and, and Jesus was white tile floors. You know, um, I'm, a, I'm a mechanic by trade. I've always been with my hands. I always felt like I, I, didn't, I didn't belong there, my, you know, with my dirt under my nails and so on. Like, that was, that was my first notion of, of the church. 
The next question I asked was, uh, what was your first experience with someone telling you about Jesus or your first experience with church? I mean, both of those questions together. <laughs> Jesus first. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, I have an older brother who was a Christian, and, and when I got out of the military, he had accepted Christ before that, and so he spent a lot of time trying to share the gospel with me a lot of time trying to share the gospel with me. But I was uh, a fairly rebellious young man at that point in time, and I just basically told him that you're a Christian because you can't handle life, and you need it as a crutch, and that's why you're doing that. I don't need it. Thank you very much. And then the second part was the church. Church. So uh, finally ended up going to a home group was my first experience of church. And um, that was the first time I met my wife and to be. And um, a few months and a few times later, um, going to church, my experience was seeing people who believed the same thing and had a real joy about them. It opened my eyes to want to come back and to move forward to eventually accepting Christ. Um, so, <laughs> just being honest, my first experience with, I, I, as a young child, I went, I was a Seventh-day Adventist, in a Seventh-day Adventist family, but I don't remember any of that. First memory of a church that I have <laughs> was when I was in basic training, and I'll just be honest, we went to church on Sundays so we could sleep. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just the way it was. And, but all through basic training, I carried a camouflage Bible in my right vest pocket, and I read a, a page every day because I figured I needed some kind of knowledge before my nap, you know, when I went to church on Sundays. Uh, that, I'm sorry, but yeah, that was my first experience in an actual church. <laughs> no need to be sorry. <laughs> uh, I kind of used high school youth group as a free dinner and time away from my family. So Wednesday night, I just went to church to get free dinner. And I wasn't babysitting, so. Nice. That was good. <laughs> Next question. What were the circumstances and thoughts after attending a church gathering? I'll have you go first. Oh, okay. Yes. Right. <laughs> you, you, yes. Okay, so um, I grew up, like Mike said, I grew up in a Christian home. So uh, I went to a couple different churches that were kind of like the video last last week about they were the the box the, the room number one with the the masks and and uh, but I knew that there was more to it than that but I just um, so it took you know I I never gave up on on God or God never gave up on me mm-hmm. but um, it, it was kind of there was quite a few discouraging moments because believe it or not um, Christians mess up and they, they don't treat you right sometimes, but that's not God's fault. It's, um, you know, we're human people that are messed up, and we need, more so we need a Savior because of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's all. Yeah. Well, yeah, one of the okay. things about Rick that he has, he uh, went to, you went to Bible college, right? Right. You went yeah. to the Moody Bible College? Moody Bible Institute, yeah. How was that? Uh. <laughs> well, put it this way, I was uh, in my senior year of college. I 
I uh, was not doing well in one of my classes, not for, for not trying, but I just, I just wasn't getting it. It was, a, it was a class that everybody would, you know, want to take systematic theology, and uh, it was a tough class, and so I went and talked to the professor, and he's, I said, what can I do to do better? And he said, well, it's not my fault you're failing. I don't know, you know, just, I guess you'll have to quit. So, you know, even with that, I just believe that, you know, God didn't give up on me, and I, there was no reason for me to bail on it, even though sometimes things don't turn out the way you want. But, How about you guys? Which question was it? Question three. three, yeah. <laughs> what were the circumstances that... Um, and your thoughts after attending a church gathering. After, after attending yeah. a church Well, gathering. yeah, what were the circumstances of why you went and then after you attended, what was your thoughts? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> we attended a few different churches when we were in Georgia and none of them really clicked with me. Um, so, like, basically when we came here and our, our first experience here we were recommended from our pastor in Georgia to check out a few different churches. We came here and there, there was no need to go check out any of the other ones. Like our first service we sat in here, it was like, hey, that's our church. So that, that was my, my experience. And my, my reasoning, I've always felt there was some higher power not necessarily guiding our daily movements, but there's always been something bigger than us. I, I never knew what it was, but I believed there was something, something that guided us at least in a vague direction. <laughs> so I just, I always held to that, that there's something bigger than me. And that's why we started coming to church. Well, the last question, I'll oh, go ahead. No, I, I would like you to go ahead, please. Question. <laughs> I guess it would somewhat be the same, right? Oh, you guys went to church. Yeah. yeah. It just clicked. Like, it felt right to be there. It all of a sudden didn't feel like a joke anymore. It felt like I want to be one of those loonies. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just felt right. We, we came here and everybody was so friendly and it just feels right here, and this is my church. Well, we all, we, we have story, every one of us have a different story. We all have how we came to Christ, how we were introduced to Christ. But then after a while, you've been in it for a while, and what if, what, I mean, I, and it's a big question, but what's one thing, what's one thing that you'd like to share that you've learned? So it, it has been a long journey. It's been a great journey of about 46 and a half years now. Um, but for me, there's, there's one thing that jumps out and stands out, and it's always on my heart and mind every day, and I can't escape it, and it has been that way for the last 18 or so years, and that is um, what God has done for me on the cross and uh, what forgiveness really is and what it does for me personally. And when we were looking at those, that video last week when it talked about the two rooms and are a choice you can choose to serve God and please him in your own strength, basically what it was saying, or trust him. And as men specifically, and women too probably, but mostly us guys, we get into uh, 
carrying the burden of everything that we're supposed to do, including serving God in a way that uh, we find out that our strength just is not going to cut it. And so the cross to me is um, it's just a source of life. And um, forgiveness, coming before the Lord and receiving daily forgiveness is like receiving a daily dosage of life and, um, and strength that comes from him. It takes me out of the picture. When I take a good look at what Christ did and had to do for me, that means I was in pretty bad shape. And that means I really still need a Savior today. And it's, uh, there's so much involved in what that is about the cross, but for me, that's where, where I'm kind of parked, and I can't seem to get away from that. All right, we can go home. That's good, right? <laughs> well, you know, it, for me, it's, it's been a journey as well just to, um, to be where I am today. But uh, I guess the thing that I would say is that church isn't just, it's not the building. It's not even about the pastors. Sorry, Mike. Uh, Thank you. Or Aaron. Uh, but it is about um, loving God, loving people, and just, and just being, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's easy to compartmentalize and say, well, you know, I do this on Sunday and, and the rest of the week is, it's, it's mine. But it's, it's, it's having a relationship with, with God and also having a relationship and, and spurring other people on to, to be more Christ-like. That's what church is about. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'm a mess, and we all are, and God loves us through it, and that's what really, like, draws me in, is that God loves me no matter how much I mess up, no matter how crazy I seem, God still loves me. Life is messy, and he still loves us. Amen. So... Everybody's been talking about community groups. If you're not in one, get in one. Because um, the habit that I've picked up recently <laughs> is uh, if I find myself in a situation that I'm not comfortable talking to my community group about, I don't do it. <laughs> like, if it's not something I would willingly bring up in front of my whole community group standing around me in good conscience, if I can't do that, I'm not going to do it. And that, that's just a, a habit that I've picked up here recently. It's like, would I be comfortable talking about that with all of my friends? No, probably not a good idea then. <laughs> Chris, Chris had some frustrations and things happen in life, and he's like, he, sometimes he's like, you know, I want to do certain things, but then I say, I probably wouldn't want to talk about the, the things I want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the community groups are a good thing. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming up and, um, and sharing that. Uh, why don't you give them a, a round of applause? You know, there's a, a lot of a great things about the church, and we're all learning as we go, and, um, and as we're on this journey. And I know for myself, I've been in the church my whole life, but there's certain things that, as I look at the church, I wonder, you know, I read the scriptures and I read the Bible, <laughs> well, the same thing, and I wonder, uh, you know, are we on the right path? Because when I start thinking about church, I think for the most part, when we say church, church is something that we attend, Church is a building 
for most people. It's something as opposed to something, a, a group of people that you belong to. And so when I started thinking, just kind of going of some of my frustrations as I look, as I read the Bible and go, you know, we make certain things really, really important. Like, for instance, we think Sunday, we, we look at Sunday morning and go, that's the end all, that's the most important thing. You know, they, we got to hear a sermon, we got to sing some songs, and then I got my church in for the week. And when you read the scripture, it really doesn't talk about that. I mean, it talks about the Bible and learning the Bible, but it doesn't talk about all the stuff that we do and we just do it. And I, and I questioned some of that. And I, and I wonder, you know, sometimes in myself, I'm like, well, can I question it? I mean, this has been, some of this stuff's been happening for a long period of time. Who am I? I'm young. I, who am I to question anything that we do? But then I think, and I look at this, and so I started looking back at Scripture, and I, and I was looking through the Old Testament. And back in the Old Testament, when the kingdoms were divided, you had Israel and you had Judah. And in Israel, you had a bunch of kings, and Judah, you had a bunch of kings. The Israelites had kings that were bad. Judah had kings that were bad, but they had about seven of them that were good. And so I go back and look, and I read through, why were they good kings? What were they doing that made them good? And what they were doing, they were following the law. They, were, they, they had hearts that were after, going after God. And when the kings were bad, guess what? They weren't following the law, and their hearts weren't for God. And so it's like, is it really that simple? Is it that, is it that simple that you come to the, the New Testament and you look at Jesus? When Jesus came to earth and he was walking, who did Jesus have the biggest issue with? The Pharisees, the teachers, the people that taught the law. He had the biggest issue with. If you go, I'm not going to read it to you today, but you go home and you read Matthew 23. He goes off on these guys. He has like these seven things. He says, you guys look really good on the outside. You do all the right things. You look pretty and say the right things. But on the inside, you guys are a mess. It's all about you. It's not about me. It's about you looking good, not about me looking good. And so Jesus goes off. And I'm looking at that going, well, these, these were God's people. How did they get off track? I mean, these people, they met together. They, they looked over the law. How did they get off track? And then you fast forward a little bit, and you look at Martin Luther. And you had the church, right? You had the church going, and Martin Luther came along and said, hey, I have some questions. And the leaders of the church was like, you can't question. You need to, you need to pipe down, little boy. Not say anything. And then that's kind of how the Protestant movement started. Well, that kind of it is. That's how the Protestant movement started. And I, and I, and I, so I step back and look at the church and go, you know what? I want to be a people. I want to be a church that God's pleased with. And you listen to these guys up here, and it's like, yeah, that's very cool. But one of the things that struck me a couple months ago was when Dan, one of the guys that was sharing, he says, I just want to tell you what I'm about. I'm like, okay, what are you about? He says, well, I'm about the cross. I'm about Jesus. You can't separate Jesus and the cross. You can't separate the cross from Jesus. And I'm like, okay. But his experience has been that that hasn't been the case in all the churches that he's been to or what he, when he looks around. And so for, as we look as a church, I'm looking at this going, you know what, we got to, I want to open my eyes. I want to make sure I'm a pastor at a church. I, at someday when I stand before God, I want to say, you know what, we did everything possible. We read the word, we followed the word, we followed it closely. But I think sometimes what we do is we put our heads in the sand and we kind of just, just go about and just continually do the same thing over and over again. But I know that for us as a church, we just went through all the one another's 
And it talked about being devoted to one another. To, it, it talked about um, bearing one another's burdens. It talked about uh, loving each other and encouraging each other. And I look at the church and I think we somewhat do that, but I don't know if it's the main thing, if it's central. Because I think sometimes we go, well, if I go to church on Sunday, then I'm good. And I think what he's calling us to is the deeper relationships. And so as I look at the church today, it's, it's not a group of people that are journeying sometimes together. It's more because a little bit more consumeristic. I wonder if that church has this. Do they have that? Do they have a good speaker? Do they have a good band? Do they have this? Do they have that? And I'll go to that church if they have these things. As opposed to being just a part of a group of people that are living together and encouraging each other. And as you heard on the stage, we're all on a journey. We're, we're all in different spots. And it's just cool to walk together and to be encouraging each other. And so one of the things that the churches we're looking at is the elders, they spent the whole last year looking at, okay, who, we're looking at the scripture. What, the, what does the Bible have to say about the church? What does it say? Who, who, who should we be? We went back to Acts. You look at Acts, you look at Acts 2.42, and that first church, when they got together, what did they devote themselves to? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to prayer. They devoted themselves to the fellowship, which is not just having cookies and milk together, but it's this idea of koinonia, of deep relationships with each other. And they took care of each other, and they took care of each other's needs. And so we, as an eldership, we're stepping back going, how do, we be, how, do we, how do we do this? And not that we're not doing a little bit of it. So this last year, we've been studying and thinking about that. We went away in May. It was like, you know what, this is what we're going to do as a church. We want to do these things as, as, as just us, just as elders. And so we also think as a church, we're looking at it going, you know what, as a church, we'd love just to get together with our people and go, what should the church be? Let's study some scripture. Let's look at what the Bible has to say about the church. And so we've been asking you for the last few weeks to be in a community group for seven weeks or actually for nine weeks. That's going to start. We're asking you to join now so that we get everybody situated. We've added some groups for Sunday morning and during the week. But of the week of the 20th, that Sunday the 20th, we're going to start going through this book called Letters to the Church. And when I say, we're not looking at this book as some God book, it's just as we've studied and as we've read the Bible, we're just kind of think, looking at like-minded people, people that are thinking the same way as us and processing the same way as us and thinking, just asking the same questions. And so we're going to go through nine weeks of this. And I want everybody to be involved with that. And so we're encouraging you to do that. The other thing we're encouraging you to do this year is to read through the scriptures. We've been talking about that in front of the pew. There's a little bookmark. You grab that. Um, but what I'd like to do to kind of end this off right now is this week, the elders are going to go Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. They're going on another retreat together just to get to, when I say retreat, it's not a, it's not a retreat. It's not a whole lot of fun. It's just getting together and, and just putting our minds together. And so, and hopefully the Holy Spirit will intervene and, and direct us and guide us in the way we should go. And so to help that along, I'm going to ask you right now if you would pray for us. Um, right now, actually. So I'm going to stop. If you would pray just to yourselves, and then I'll close us off.
Father, we thank you. We thank you for your church. We thank you for the Holy Spirit for just guiding and directing us and intervening. I know I got out of the first service this morning and Father, you, someone came up to me and said, you know what, we're, you know what we need to focus on? You know what we need to realize? We need to realize that the, we have the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that guides and directs us, leads us. So, Father, I pray that you would be with, uh, with us as a church. And you've done amazing things through all the congregations all around. And I just pray that you would continue to do that. What we're asking here today and what we're looking at is just wanting to be who you want us to be. Wanting to be the church that you want us to be. That it, when you come back again, that, you, that, that you're not going to treat us like you treated the Pharisees. That, we're, that we would have our eyes wide open. That it wouldn't be about us, but it would be about you. It would be about your people. And so, Lord, I ask that you would guide us and direct us, and I pray that you would be with each person in this room, that, that, that each one of us could draw closer to you, that each one of us would draw closer to your word, that we would draw closer to each other. I thank you for the words of encouragement this morning. I thank you for Chris just sharing, you know what, I've been doing this a whole long time, but I, I'm in a community group, and I, I'm, I love those people, and they're just encouraging me to walk and, and walk alongside me, and I, and, I, and I respect them and respect you, Lord. So I thank you for his words. I thank you for the journey of all these people, for Dan just reminding us about the cross, and for, for Rick who looks out and just said, you know, it's not about pastors, it's not about a building, it's about, it's about God, it's about Jesus and what he did for us, and it's about what, the grace that we have in you. And, that's, and I pray that we can change the paradigm of a culture that when they look at church that it's not a bunch of loony people. <laughs> but about people that are messy, the people that are on a journey, the people that are open and accepting, the people that that's, uh, when, we come, when people come across us, they would feel loved and feel cared for and wouldn't feel judged or condemned. And so, Lord, I ask that you, we can be that type of church, and I ask that as we go away this week that you would help us uh, just guide us to what it is that you would have us be. We just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We have a time of communion, and the ushers are going to pass out some, some juice.